Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Help on the Way podcast. This is your host, Fig, back from extended absence, here with my co-host, Nob. Nob, say hello to me. Hello. I'm so glad that the contract negotiations worked out, and we were able to get you on to season three of Help on the Way pod. Yeah, I almost had to leave my own podcast there for a moment. I know. But uh, I'm, I'm glad that, that things happened the way your that they agent, happened, they happened agent, for a reason I, you know they did their job they fought for you hard and now you make a hundred times as much as any of us yeah well a hundred um, times zeros a hundred times zero, zero is still zero yeah it's still zero uh but we we're doing it for the love we're doing it for the fans uh and it's good to be back here on season three of this crazy thing that we do uh where we are featuring nice january 22nd yeah we feature January 22nd, 1978. This was a good one from MacArthur Court in the University of Oregon in Eugene, Oregon. Oh um, yeah, but before getting into that, uh, Nob, is there any Channel 6 news? Anything in the news in the world of the Grateful Deaddom? Well, it's it's not a big news week. No, uh, no big announcements. Some, you know, Phil tickets went on sale. Uh, for some shows that are happening in March, it's a lot of stuff is going to be happening soon. Uh, the big thing that, that is happening this week, actually the day that well, we record can I, can this... Can I go back for uh, a second? Yeah. Can I go back for a second? Did, did you or did Game procure Sphere tickets? I don't know where we left off with that. I haven't. I definitely you haven't. Have. I don't think okay. Game has. I think Game is still game considering, has but has not jumped. Because, yeah, I was uh, a ready. I signed up for the presale, and then, uh, uh, truth be told, I was on vacation, and, and there was vacationing happening right when the yes. sale happened. And there was no way that I was just going to like be on my phone for an indefinite period of time at that point. So um, Sphere is not happening for old Fig, but I love the idea, and I think it's going to be really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for that update. Uh, and with that, yeah. Back to your segment. Sure, sure. Um, yes, I, the only real news of sorts is that this week, uh, today actually, that we're recording this February 21st, uh, is Vince Welnick's birthday. Vince Welnick hey. played Keys and sang in The Grateful Dead from 1990 to 1995. Gang Vinny. Um, what he up? introduced a plethora of really good songs into the band's repertoire um I've and, come and around, no one I, would ever describe his harmonies as as uh wait what do i call it it's not it's not no, cackling you, no is, yeah you would never call it caterwauling that's caterwauling no, thank you <laughs> no 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 we're not gonna no. we're not gonna neg vinnie on his birthday <laughs> no um, no no one would ever say that that he's caterwauling no 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 um, yeah, I mean, I've, long-time listeners of the pod will have heard me come around on Way to Go Home in the last year. Sure. Um, I, I think Vinny, I've... while not for everybody, adds a lot to the Grateful Dead's music. There are problems with late 90s dead, 
but very rarely are those problems Vince Wellnick to my ears. It is almost always other things going on. Yeah, I'll just expand on on your point, which is that I think part of this project has given me an appreciation uh, of and for Vince Wellnick that I didn't have uh, Mm -hmm. before. Um, he was a powerhouse, extremely talented individual. And, yeah. you know, he was, he was, wasn't always perfect, but he was definitely a rock, um, huge shoes to fill in, in the wake of Brent's death and he was doing it. And yeah, there's other problems with the band and Vince may have been part of that, but he certainly wasn't like, you know, the, the figure that some people point him out to be. Um, yeah. so happy birthday, Vince. Wherever you may be. Gang Vinny. Rise up. Okay. So, uh, with that, we will be transitioning to our week's show that Nob and I have listened to and we're prepared to have a little conversation about. Uh, this is yeah. a January 78 show. And I... Was it... You you know this better than I do, but it was yeah. January of 79 that Jerry had laryngitis. Or was it 78? Yeah. January 78, about two weeks prior oh, okay. to this. Uh, that makes January... sense. His... Jerry had this adorable crack, and it, his voice kept cracking in this very cute, adorable way. Like he was just yeah. going through puberty or something. Uh, so he had just yeah, gotten his voice Lerner back. Very cool. shows were about two weeks prior. Yeah, the 6th through the 8th. Where it was just Bobby singing all the songs. Yes. The seventh and the eighth yeah. have pretty much just Bobby and a couple of Donna songs. Wow, that's so cool! Yeah. It's a cool little piece of uh, Grateful Dead history here that we'll be exploring because Jerry had just gotten his voice back, and he said he actually sounded pretty good yeah. tonight. So we start off yeah, with uh, New Minglewood. It's a solid night. Yeah, yeah. New Minglewood Blues into Dire Wolf. We have Cassidy, Peggy O, El Paso. Curious to know how Nob feels about that. Tennessee Jed, Jack Straw. And then Road Jimmy, oh, Road Jimmy, and then finally The Music Never Stopped. I'll kick it over to my friend, Nob. Thank you. This is a really good show. This is a really strong show. It's a solid show. There's no bad song in this bunch. <laughs> um, I it, would disagree with that. Well, Such I Such is the nature of the podcast. Go ahead. That is the nature of the podcast. But (laughs) in this first set, there are songs that I like more than others. But there is no song in this first set anywhere that makes me go, eh, it's, it's, you know, it's not too hot. Which is big for you as as a Tennessee Jed agnostic. Yeah, if there is a song that didn't do it for me tonight, it's it's Tennessee Jed. I would disagree with that as well. Well, (laughs) see... We'll get to it. We'll get to all it. Right, all right, I'll, all right. I'll start going through the show. Um, Minglewood is a strong grooving opener. It's an interesting Minglewood. There's fewer solos in the traditional sense of melody lines being played. So much as we get instrumental passages where someone is leading some interesting rhythm stuff, whether that is Keith's keyboard part or Jerry was doing some weird chord stuff before bursting through with a proper solo right at the end. Um, mm-hmm. It's cool. It's different. It's interesting. Uh, Direwolf's one of the the more, like, it's good, but not wowing me songs of the night. It's that slower campfire sing-along feel you find in 78. Jerry's solo is, is very nice. 
Cassidy, I am a big fan of this Cassidy. It is, I would describe it as near note perfect. Um, Hmm. It's just fun hearing them play around the riff. The jam is especially fun with some really great Bobby, Jerry, Phil, Keith interplay. Everybody's playing a little line and it just builds and builds. It reminds me of what they were thinking of doing with Foolish Heart compositionally. You can hear that Hmm. in this Cassidy jam. Uh, the only real fault for this Cassidy, in my opinion, is that the transition back into the bridge, not everyone is on the same page that they should be doing that. <laughs> um, you mean back to the flight of the seabirds? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. But that's really my only blight on an otherwise really strong Cassidy. I thought Peggio was nice, lovely, and dreamy, a really nice Jerry lead. Um... I love what Phil is bringing to A Night Like Tonight. Uh, There's just so much of the texture and the dynamics that are built off of Phil Lesh's bass lines, and this Peggio sounds as good as it does because of Phil Lesh. A lot Um, of counterpoint from Phil tonight. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just, it's wonderfully subtle. It allows itself to get really small. If a sensitive Peggio is your thing, go nuts. This is good. Um... (laughs) El Paso is good. It's strong. It's a different sort of El Paso. You don't get as much Jerry Rippin, which is kind of what people tend to be listening for when comparing different El Pasos. Um, This one, again, it's a Phil El Paso, and it's a Keith El Paso. Um, They've got some really interesting stuff to keep this song alive and bouncy and giving it the feel it does. It's a fast El Paso, but it's still got some nice dynamic contrast. In general, this is a great night for dynamics. Uh, They are absolutely playing with that in every song, and they are playing with it well. Jed works. Jed. 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 There's like a slightly (laughs) faster shuffle on Tennessee Jed than you normally get. It's a fun sound for this song. It's. At the end of the day, it's still Tennessee Jed. It is an incredibly repetitive song, and it <laughs> doesn't hit as high of highs as similar repetitive songs like Deal. Uh, I, they, they're different songs. They're not Comparing them one-to-one is unfair to both of them, but it's just such a repetitive song that I find myself getting bored, but then the jam kicks in, and the jam is really good. It hits a really nice peak. Like, the second yeah. half of this Jed is one of the highlights of the set for me. And the whole yeah, first wild. half I was rolling my eyes, because it's Tennessee Jed, and it sounds like that. Um, and then <laughs> Jack Straw is solid. It's, it's a song that does everything right. Um, yep. It's able to get quiet when it needs to, and big when it needs to, and especially big ending. It just, it works. It works. Um... Ro Jimmy is slow, and I'm not a huge Ro Jimmy person. I, it is a testament to the strength of this show that it has a Tennessee Jed, a Ro Jimmy, and a Ship of Fools all in the same night, and I have this tone of voice. Um, <laughs> Ro Jimmy is, is fun. I really like the jam. It's very pretty with some very slidey uh, Jerry Bobby interplay. It's really nice. And then the music never stopped is the perfect call to close out. It is doing everything that set one is doing well. It has that energetic party feel. 
the A section is dancey, it is great, it is lively, it is tight. And then we get to the, the B section, which is loose and spacey and fun for swaying, and it's, it just does everything right. Uh, I am a big fan of this set, this music never stopped, and this show. So, Fig, did you like it as much as me or more? Uh, it would. The answer is sadly not more. What? Uh, and it was not as much either. The same? What? Uh, less, less than the same. <laughs> uh, what? But I will say it got good. Uh, it worked yeah. up to good. Um, and you're not going to like it, but I thought it was uh, Jed that actually woke the band up. But really? We'll, get there. well, I mean, so they come out chugging with Minglewood Blues. I, I will agree with you with that. Um, it's not the best, but you can tell that Jerry's feeling something, uh, yeah. feeling it. Um, and, um, you know, you can just kind of tell they're warming up to something here. We get into Direwolf, and I agree. It was kind of, I wrote it as a mess sing-along version. Donna was yeah. not helping with her vocals, uh, with her harmonies, just... A little pitchy. We get into Cassidy. I said it was just okay. Uh, not much going on there. Um, it was kind of a quick version. I think it was like five minutes and change, something like that. Yeah. Peggio for me was an also ran. I had nothing for Peggio. El Paso, wow. this was a real Phil Lesh, uh, you know, yeah. um, showcase s- song all over the fretboard here. I wrote that he was dancing a jig with Jerry's guitar because we have Phil and Jerry just improving over, uh, or I guess underneath Bobby. Yeah. So that was a cool El Paso to hear. And then Jed, I, I never thought I'd say this, but this is where the band figures out their sound uh, fit for the night. So this is how the show's going to go for the rest of the night. And that's kind of true, actually. With Jed, um, we get a very cool, very deep set backbeat from the drummers. Jerry has a soaring solo, and they nail a transition back to the chorus. Um, and then I wrote Jerry develops a very cute crack in his voice, like he's going through puberty or something. But I guess he didn't develop it. He's you know still working on his voice uh, from the laryngitis, and actually it's it's very interesting. It's it, it's it sounds good. Um and uh, oh and then Donna's back to singing very good complimentary vocals on Jed. So yeah, Jed is is one that I don't typically rate very highly either. But um, some of these seventy seven seventy eight Jeds I do like, and tonight was was awesome. I think it really got the band moving because we get to Jack Straw. Now we're cooking. I just wrote that this fucking rocks. Uh, very good, almost like punky version of Jack Straw. Kind of similar to like how um, my band, when it was a thing, would play. Really great song. Uh, we get in a row. The Vox sound great. Vocals sound great. Jerry is painting a picture of the dire situation laid out in the song with his slide guitar. I thought it was a really good row. Very emotionally evocative. And we finish things up with Music Never Stop. This was really good. It had that delirious merry-go-round feeling. Um, at the ending jam there with Jerry playing uh, some manic vibrato. And so things really started peaking for me right when they ended set one. And let's talk about set two. Uh, starts off with Bertha, and we go right into good loving. We have a ship of fools. There's a Samson and Delilah, because this is a Sunday show. And then there is the set piece Terrapin. And a short drums, and um, instead of space, they do another one. The other one. And we get into Close Encounters, which I'm not going to talk too much about. Not really sure what it is. I know Knob has more to say about it. Uh, just kind of a noodly jam by Jerry. And we end things with St. Stephen, not fade away into a round and a round with an encore of U.S. blues. I'll just keep talking here. Um, 
so so the band was up to something uh, backstage during the set break. They come out, you know, even more coked out, I guess you you could say. Um, Jerry still has that very endearing voice crack. Um, and I'm uh, not mentioning the drug. It's just his voice is cracking. Um, I wouldn't call this a screamer, but it was a good Southern fried country version, country rock version of uh, but we get into Good Lovin', which was really a smoker. Um, we had some Letter C vibes in this one, and very well sung by Bobby. Uh, Ship was just good. Um, I think Knob typically will, you know, talk about how Ship brings things down. And it did in this instance, but it, it was good. And it was the right call, too, because Samson was just erratic. Uh, but it was good. I liked it a lot. Again, the Letter C featuring uh, Hiley here. Terrapin was good for me. Um, didn't really stand out. It was just a well-played Terrapin. Um, drums was okay, but really just served as a preamble to the excellent intro into the other one, which was a really good version, um, that ended with just a bit too spicy for, for my likes. Um, just kind of a little too out there and it goes into a close encounters jam, which I understand Jerry is doing, uh, some melody from close encounters of the third movie I've never seen. And now the final set piece here is uh, St. Stephen, not fade away round and round. St. Stephen has an excellent intro with Jerry playing the juiciest of fills with a Jerry he- uh, with a Jimi Hendrix-esque guitar tone. Jerry is just loving the song. You can kind of tell it. Um, the reintroduction portion is wild with Phil playing some counter melody and barely, uh, and, and the song is barely hanging. Um, by reintroduction, I mean when they play the intro portion uh, towards the end. Um, so this this song was barely hanging on by uh, a knife's edge, and it had great effect and it worked. Really liked this version of Saint Stephen, and not fade not fade away. Uh, still had that kind of crazy sound to it. Uh, around and around was smooth and sultry. U.S. Blues was an excellent way to end the set. So, Nob, what were your thoughts on that monologue about set two? I I enjoyed it. I yeah. Okay. If I had to critique it, I would say that uh, it overall really worked for me. I thought you argued your points efficiently, <laughs> and I would put it in Thank my you, book of fig monologues. <laughs> the, um, the pantheon of figs. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely going as as one of your best episodes. Um, All right. It's good to be back. Good to be back. Yeah, good to be back. Um, so anyway, said to it's a. 78 set two. In general, to me, this show is a very quintess... Like, this is a this is a template for most shows that you are going to hear in 1978. Yeah. This is the songs that you're going to hear in the great 78 shows. This is about the way they function in the set list. Um, and so this set two is built like a 78 set two. And the plan is you start with the party, you let the party get especially high energy, and then you mm-hmm. let the party get weird. And that's pretty <laughs> much the journey that they take us on. And then you, you, have, you get like rock and roll again right towards the end to remind you that there's an outside world to go to. But anyway. Right. <laughs> um, so Bertha, it's a mellower Bertha than you expect. Uh, it really comes alive in its jam but i think it works here because it's not a 
bang, hello, here we are, it's set two, it's Bertha, rock and roll, ah! Like, it, it eases you <laughs> into the party of set two. Whereas yeah. that moment of kicking things off, ah, rock and roll, you can't see it, but I'm having my tongue out when I do that. Yeah, no, uh, I, can, I can hear it. I can hear it. Totally. Good, 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 good. But good loving is when things are officially in full swing. Good loving rocks. It's yeah. super energetic. This is hello. We're partying. Rock and roll. Um, Ship of Fools. I actually thought worked here again. Mm-hmm. It is a a ballad, but it's kind of our only ballad of set two. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to kind of bring the vibes down, especially with how high Samson is about to bring the vibes back up. Yeah, um, it was a pretty quick dip. Yes. As far as vibes are And there concerned. was some wonderful emotion within it, some really nice vocal work. Again, dynamics are on full display here. It's nice. It provides an interesting contrast. There is no other song in set two, or even this show, that sounds like Ship of Fools, and it works. And then Samson. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> we have put the tie around our heads. We are wearing the lampshade, people. <laughs> we are, we are, the party has started. There is this wonderful rip-roaring energy to it. The drummers are on fire. Both guitarists are really killing it. It's an over-the-top Samson. But it's it's really fun. And then at yeah. this point, we're transitioning into the weird part of the evening. Uh, terrapin, like you said, it's just a well-played Terrapin. There's really nothing to yeah. say. It's tight, does everything you want it to do. Wave your hands in the air in the second half, real slow-like, and it feels good. Trust me. Um, and then we get to drums. It's fine. Like you say, again, it's, it's a bridge from Terrapin to the other one. Um, it's relatively short, but it keeps the energy moving, I would say. Uh, and then we get into the other one, which is the highlight of the night, in my opinion. Um, if if this song makes my Book of the Dead, which you'll have to, to find out later Ooh. on in the show, this would be the song that makes teaser. it Book of the Dead worthy. Um I like have already sent this to friends being like, you got to listen to this other one. Um, I love the journey that it takes us on. It's not a jam that you get every night in 1978. It's just a really good, the other one, there's this constant sense of momentum. Everyone is building off of each other. It, It never stays in the same place and you can just feel everybody's musical lines weaving in and out of each other. This is the magic that only the Grateful Dead is capable of on their best nights. And it is on full display in this, the other one. When it's really tight, it is awesome. When it goes back into the song, it's awesome. And when it gets mm-hmm. really spacey and spicy, it's awesome. Um, the close <laughs> so how'd you encounters, feel about Close Encounters? It's fine. It's fun. I don't know. It's, okay. it's a n- neat little tease. It was a little pop culture reference. The movie was yeah. barely two months old at the time. So that would have been <laughs> topical. Um, Jerry is known for mm. his love of sci-fi, so I'm sure right, right. he enjoyed the hell out of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I'd love to, if we ever got Jerry on the podcast, I think I'd spend too much time asking him about movies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, for it's, another it's timeline, a, Nob. 
Yeah, it's a cheeky little yeah. tease. It is. Uh, I I couldn't pick it out. Like I mean, I'm I'm pretty good with movie, uh, with soundtracks. You know, like like. Yeah. Yeah, well, I couldn't I'm just pick surprised it out. I mean, you haven't seen Close Encounters of the Third Kind because you like were Close Encounters of the Third Kind is yeah, no, but it was definitely <laughs> like taped from the TV, and it was a VHS in my parents' like collection. Sure. But it wasn't something I was like searching out when I was a child. <laughs> um, no, and I don't think it, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a movie buff, but I just I feel like that's one that just hasn't stood the test of time like people just don't talk about close encounters of the third kind they talk about spielberg and i know that it's a spielberg movie hopefully it's, it's a yeah. spielberg. uh yeah. but like i don't know anything about the movie i don't know anything about the the soundtrack like that that jerry is quoting the soundtrack it, it shocks me but you're right it, it's yeah. topical and and it's it's lip service mm, no fan service i should say uh which is cool i mean again like it's great to get these snapshots of what the band was was doing in 78 what America was doing in 78. It's, it's one of the cool, like historical parts of this uh, project, which is why I like doing it. It's very much so the Grateful Dead up. responding to the time that they live in, which is very, sure. which is generally what they're doing. But here it's a little cheeky. Jerry goes to see the same movies you do. Yeah. Person just like you. Jerry wants to talk to you after the show about what you thought of Richard Dreyfuss's performance. In Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Um, anyway. And then we get to Steven. <laughs> um, I, truth be told, I think what makes this St. Stephen so good is the spot that they put it in in the set list. I think after how good that the other one is, just the fact that a St. Stephen is played at all is just hype. It is just awesome. Holy shit, of course they're playing St. Stephen. This rocks. Um, the Stephen itself, I found it just... It's okay. It's good. It works. It is... It's a 78 Stephen, so it's not a fast one. You're not getting a rip-roaring Stephen, but that's fine. That's not what we're here for. It works. It's got a nice groove. There's a little sloppiness around the bridge of it all, but I like the Stephen. Mm -hmm. It keeps... It's, it's a very fun addition to this set. And then Not Fade Away brings us back to the, the party atmosphere. Uh, we're getting a particularly raucous rendition, but also like an exploratory Not Fade Away. The vocal jam is super unique. Like they just do a bunch of different stuff with this song, kind of combining the weird party and the, the ah, party. Um... <laughs> And then we close things out with Around and Around, which I think is a really strong way to end it. There's a really patient yeah. build on such a high-energy rocker, and that, to me, is everything right. The Dead has been capable of tonight. If there are two things I would shout out for this show, it is their patience and use of dynamics, as well as their ability to rock and get big when needed. Uh, and Around and Around shows both of those off to a T. Um, and then, yeah, U.S. Blues is a fun, mellow way to bring things home. It's a good vibe. It's, it's just perfectly pleasant. Um, it doesn't do anything that you've never heard U.S. Blues do before, but it's a U.S. Blues encore. The point is for you to go, wave that flag, and have a yeah. really nice time doing it. So, to yeah, I, I thought this set two really nails what makes a good 78 at two good. 
Okay. Well, then I will just ask you uh, on our next segment here, uh, does this make your Book of the Dead knob? Well, that's an interesting thing to think about. There are, you know, it's not a perfect show by any stretch of the imagination, but there's no such thing as a perfect show. Cornell has a pretty underwhelming El Paso. Um, but, <laughs> but of course you're an I El Paso would, snob. I, it truly, this is not a soapbox that I plan to be on for very long this episode, but since I've brought it up, Uh-oh. it is the low point of Cornell, and it is also a generally underwhelming El Paso. It's just too slow, and it doesn't do anything particularly awe-inspiring. It's fine. It's not one of the worst El Pasos they've ever played. But it is comfortably in the middle. And on a show like Cornell, middle is just not too hot. Anyway. I've I've I'll, been I'll, I'll speak, I'll speak for the other side for years. Yeah, that's fine. I'll I'll just speak since, since you're laying down some truths, I'll, I'll speak for the other ninety-nine percent of what I think of Grateful Dead Dumb and say that I've never had an awe-inspiring moment with El Paso. Uh, uh, oh, except gotta, for maybe when it comes out of uh, Dark Star. You gotta listen to Red Rock '78, man. All right, Trust I shall me. do. That. Uh, <laughs> so, does does this '78 show make your Book of the Dead not? I yes, it does. Wow. Yes. Okay. It's I, very interesting. Okay. In set one, I was thinking, I don't know, like it might, but I don't know. Set two absolutely pushes this over the edge to be, to me, an obvious Book of the Dead pick. Cool. Okay, yeah, and you're you're somewhat less forthcoming with your books of the dead feel. Yes, I'm I'm picky. I'm certainly Than picky. Gamer, I, yeah. But I, yeah, I, I I'm just like, like, well, it's a fake thing that I made up without much like, thought. So like yeah, of Dave, like Dave, I pick this show. Okay, knobs picks. Just go with knob. Um, okay, I will say no. This was not part wow. of book of the dead, although Ooh. Barry's. Uh, it's okay. I, listen, <laughs> um, Jerry's uh, voice was adorable, uh, but that was that was the highlight for me. Um, okay, well, since since we didn't agree on the Book of the Dead, we're not playing the whole, thing, so we have to agree on the set. And if we don't agree on the set, I'll flip a coin. Um, uh, so I'll start. I mean, yeah. Okay, you go. Oh, um, I'm gonna go set two. Yeah, that is okay. Yeah. Great. Set okay, two right. is the right. That saves some agita a... on the show here. Yeah, there is some good set one. Don't get me wrong, but set two is what you're here for. Okay. Yeah, I think set one got really good after, well, after El Paso. Um. Okay. So, Knob, who was your mother trucker, your MVP of the show? I, I. I think it's a Phil night. I gave it to Phil last week, and I'm going to give it to Phil again. This was a really strong night for Phil. Cool. It's a great night for Jerry. It's a great night for the band, but it's it's a Phil night for me. Yeah, I'll just echo that with uh, your comments about Jerry. Uh, great night for Jerry. I loved what he was doing on guitar, and the cutesy uh, uh, voice uh, cracks were, were adorable. Jerry's my mother trucker. You keep night. saying this like you're going to pat him on the head. Um. <laughs> It was really cute. Pinch his cheeks a little bit. Um, all right, so we have one Reddit comment. This is by Emotional Friend One Four Three, and Emotional Friend agrees with Knob. No doubt, one of my all-time favorite shows ever. 
Jack Straw absolutely rips. Yes, it does. Beautiful Peggyo. Greatest ever St. Stephen and that Terrapin. Loaded with highlights from start oh, yeah. to finish. And we hope to have another show loaded with highlights in our next show, uh, which is from December 10th of 71. So we have kind of the 70 eh, bookends of the 70s. Um, what a completely different band from like 71 to 70. Just, I mean, I know. Yeah, it's just, it's amazing um, how much transformation in the 70s here. Starts yeah. off with a Bertha. Get a Mr. Charlie. Beat on down the line. Yeah. Big Rail or Blue. So we got Run Rudolph. It looks Rudolph. like a great Run. show. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know much that about was the from show. The brief, oh, it's the final train period where they did Run Rudolph Run. This was released in the St. Louis box set a, a year or two uh, ago. Yeah. I don't think it's the one that's on streaming. I think that's the night. It's not on streaming. I, I looked for it. Yeah. yeah. I think, but I you think can find the it on the archive. Oh, absolutely. And we'll talk about that, about that next one. Yeah. Um, so, for the time being, we're going to wrap up. Uh, I want y'all to smash that subscribe button, like and share with all your Grateful Dead loving friends and family, or even if people don't like the Grateful Dead, go ahead and just share it with them. Why not? Just disregard it. Uh, and you can tell them where to find us, and you can tell them to find us wherever podcasts are downloaded, but not ones that sort of, kind of, rhyme with one more Saturday, not a five. Um, so if you do get your podcast from one more set, a, a downloading service that sort of, kind of, rhymes with one more Saturday, not a five, you ain't gonna find us there. Oh, and you won't find us at Google Pods. Come April, closing down. I gotta find another yeah, podcast. Yeah, that's service. moving to something else. We'll, we'll oh, you're right. It's moving to YouTube or something. Yeah, we're not going. Anywhere. Uh, but you can find us uh, at our website, which is helponthewaypod.podbean.com. You can email us directly if you want to get with us. Help at helponthewaypod at gmail.com. And we are always stickied. Um, at the top of the Grateful Dead subreddit. That's reddit.com slash r slash Grateful Dead. And we have a YouTube. Just go ahead and search for us on YouTube. Anything more that you want to say to our fans, Snob? Um, no. Enjoyed set two. Uh, I like it. <laughs> okay. Uh, and for Nabana and for Game Who Couldn't Be Here, thanks very much for listening to another episode of the Help on the Way podcast. <laughs>
the heat come round and buzzing me for smiling on a cloudy day.
Cause I had to dance You started moving my feet now Oh yes, and clapping my hands With nothing to stop
Good. Yeah.